Hey, this is the Bud Man, and you're listening to Central Florida Real Estate Radio on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Now to our studio and your host, local real estate expert and my friend, Laura Peterson. Good morning, everybody. And I'm from your home sold guaranteed realty to discuss the sale of your home. You can call 407-566-2555. And actually, you can text that number as well. So it's 407-566-2555. And whatever questions you have, we're happy to get back with you. And honestly, if there's a topic that you want us to cover, want me to cover, then I'm more than happy to do that as well. So just go ahead and reach out to us and and we'll get, um, we'll talk about it on the air or we can talk to you about it privately, whatever is better for you. So um, looking at what happened in the last week in Central Florida is that there were 422 homes that sold last week, 416 the week before, so up slightly, but pretty much the same thing. The median price of a single family home is at 420000 So again, very similar to where it was the last week. Um, and basically the inventory increased by 21 properties. So it's at 4299 So um, we'll go into the details of that right now. So that comes into 2.35 months of inventory. It's um, under 250,000. There were 23 houses that sold, and um, there's 2.68 months of inventory there. Between 250 and 300, there were 41 that sold, only 1.14 months there. 300 to 400, um, 118 that sold, and 1.39 months of inventory. 400 to 500, there were 98 that sold, and there's two months of inventory there. Between 500 and a million, there were 116 that sold and there's 3.38 months of inventory and then 26 sold over a million and there's um, 4.9 months of inventory there. So when you're um, looking out there, the only, there's no months that are, um, that are normal. Well, I guess the over a million is four to six months is basically what a normal market is considered. So when you're looking at the list to ask price, it was at 97.98 across the board. Um, under 250, it was at 95.56 and 96.03 at over a million, but all the rest of them in between are very close at 97, 98, 98.73, you know, so pretty close to asking price is where we're at on that. So um, that's what the scoop is on that. When you're looking at condos, townhomes, and villas, there were 150 that sold last week. It was 131 the week before. And the median price went to 301000 So that's up quite a bit because it was about 275 the week before. But so that's just um, of those 150, what it ended up being um, this week. And basically that inventory increased by 19. So it's at 1749. When you're looking at that and what's going on in that market is there's 2.69 months of inventory overall there. um, And everything's kind of sitting at that you know, two or more between two and three months of inventory. There was one that sold over a million. There were 53 under 250, 22, 250 to 300, 51, 300 to 400, 
2,400 to 500, three 500 to a million, and one over a million. And the list to ask price there was also at 97.82, so right around 98%, and that's kind of across the board, except for the over a million sold at 88.58%. So when you're looking at that, you know, and you hear those stats and you're like, well, what does that really mean? And in my opinion, what it means is that we're looking at a very stable market is what what's happening right now. The number of houses that are selling is good. The, um, you know, they're pretty close to asking price at that 98%. And um, basically the ones that are under 250 and the ones that are over a million, you know, over a million, there's not a lot necessarily to choose there there's more to choose from there's more inventory there so that would cause a little bit of it the under 250 usually have some work because if the median price is right there at 430 i believe is what i said then um basically there's quite a bit of um they're quite a bit under that and so there's a reason for that it's either going to be the neighborhood or it's going to be the amount of work it was actually 422 properties that sold, and 420,000 was the median. So basically, when you're looking at that, our market is very stable. And so those houses under 250 generally do need some work. And that's why a lot of people buy the condos, townhomes, and villas, because they're a little less expensive um, creeping up this week. But they've been hovering around that 275 mark for a while. So I, it, we'll see next week if it's a trend or if it was just an off for this week. But if you're just joining us, you're listening to News Radio WFLA Orlando. I'm your host, Laura Peterson, your home sold guaranteed realty. This is Central Florida Real Estate Radio with you every Sunday at 8 a.m. Remember, if you want to reach us at your home sold guaranteed realty, you can call or text 407 566 2555. That's 407 566 2555. One of the things that I found very interesting this week is it was talking about one in three uh, for sale homes are newly built. And I think that um, this is something that if you don't mind being a little bit out there a little bit further, that you can definitely have a new home. There are the new homes that are more kind of in the central area um, are usually more expensive just because that they're already you know, pretty much built. So, so there, there's not a lot of um, new constructions that are being done, like for example, in downtown Orlando. But if you are willing to go out a little bit, then there are definitely some new products that you can get. And they're all over the map in regards to the amenities that come with it. Most of them are all in homeowners associations. Um, Most things in central Florida built 1990 and above are pretty much in a homeowners association. So you're going to have that, but it could just be a few hundred dollars a year up to a few hundred dollars a month. And that depends on what's included in it. Um, A lot of times there are definitely, uh, you know, pools and tennis courts. Pickleball is a big thing that people are looking for today and all of that. Basketball courts, um, swimming pools, if I didn't mention that. Some of the communities come with guard gates, which is a man gate. That basically means there's a guy that lets you in. So it's not the kind of gate that if you have a code that'll go up and all of that and those kinds of things. And those are usually 
more expensive per month and that kind of thing as well. Um, and, and so when you're, sometimes your grass is cut and all of the landscaping and everything is taken care of by the homeowners association as well. And so with that, you're going to find more fees when that comes down to it. And so the biggest thing when you're looking at a community is that I think that you need to look at, um, you know, what do you want? But then the other thing that you have to keep in mind is that you have to keep in mind that when you're doing that, that basically, um, that, that, that on those amenities, if the, if it's a monthly fee, that that might go into your, um, mortgage payment in regards to what you can afford. So you definitely want to make sure that, um, you're checking all of those options and that kind of thing as well. This article that was talking, um, generally that one in three for sale homes are newly, are newly built in, um, Orlando, it's 19.3% to 19.6%. It was at 19.3. Now it's 19.6% of the homes that are being sold are, um, you know, are newly built. So when it comes down to it, there are a lot of choices out there. Like I tell you guys all the time, when you're looking at it, there's, I believe, over 180 home construction going on. So thinking that you're going to be able to get to all of it, you're not necessarily going to be able to do that. So we're more than happy to help you navigate through that, um, you know, in finding, you know, what the right property is. And, and like I've said before, it's interesting to me that with many builders, they don't know what's going on in the other communities that might be even within a mile of where they're at. So you need somebody that um, can actually go to all of them and help you navigate those waters. And like I said, we're more than happy to do that. So in order to get in touch with us, you can call or text 407-566-2555. You can find us online at centralfloridarealestateradio.com and we'll see you after the break. You're listening to Central Florida Real Estate Radio with local expert and my friend Laura Peterson. And now, here's Laura. Welcome back, everybody. I'm from Your Home Sold Guaranteed Realty. And to discuss the sale of your home, you can call or text 407-566-2555. That's 407-566-2555. So one of the things that I thought I would talk about today is that it was talking about, um, I went to a conference this week, and one of the things that they were talking about um, home ownership, and they were talking about how it takes strategic planning and many factors to consider when it make making the big purchase, including whether um, buying a home, you might want to adjust your spending and saving patterns to consider how to actually get into the the home to begin with. And some of the things that um, were talked about in regards to renting versus buying, and when you're renting a home, the flexibility to live in a new place for as little as long as you want, you have the ability to do that. You don't have any maintenance responsibilities, um, and you're free from added costs like repairs and taxes. And then the benefits to buying a home is that you have the opportunity to build equity with every payment. You have potential tax advantages to reduce taxable income. You have predictable monthly payments for easier budgeting. And you can pass your home along to your children 
or other relatives, you know, as an inheritance. And so some of the questions that it was asking here, you know, if you're ready to buy a home, and these are things that if you need to get a, a loan that you definitely need to answer yes to most of these questions. So the first one was, do you have a reliable income source? And obviously, if you are getting a loan from somebody, then that's something that they're definitely looking for. And the next, they're asking if you've been continually employed for the last two years, and is it likely to continue? Now, one of the things that I've run into, you know, lately with some people is that, you know, some companies out there, they don't want to consider you full time until you've been with them for maybe even a year or something like that, that you're considered um, part time. So maybe it has something to do with benefits or something that they don't want to pay you vacation or any of those kinds of things until after you've pass their test, which might be a long period of time. So when you're in a in a considered temporary role, you know, what the the bank or whatever is going to look at is that they're going to look at the last two years uh, that you have when it comes to actually making payments and everything. When you're looking at um you know, a W-2 employee, um, then they're just looking for your last pay stubs and all of that kind of stuff when you're considered full-time. And if you're sick, you're still going to get paid and those kinds of things. So if you're in a situation which is a temporary type of situation that's not full-time yet, you're definitely going to want to, whenever you do talk to your lender, to make sure that they're aware of that up at, up front so that there aren't any um, heartbreaking, there isn't any heartbreaking news that comes in later when something's been discovered and, and um, everything isn't exactly the way that it needs to be. Um, next, they're asking, do you have a checking or a savings account? Do you file an income tax return with the IRS each year? Do you pay your bills on time? Now, this is obviously really important because when you're getting a mortgage, they want to make sure that you're going to pay them on time. And so they wanna, they're going to look at your history. So I was working with one client a few years ago, and they had a late on their car payment. They had some kind of you know illness or something that they ended up being late on their car payment. And so we actually had to wait a year until after that was passed for them to buy a house so that they would qualify for a loan. So paying the payments on time is definitely um, really important when you're doing that. Is your total monthly debt manageable, including all credit cards, car loans, student loans, etc.? So the things that are on your credit report are basically um, what they're looking for. They know that when you buy a house that you're going to have more expenses than actually are on here, you know, that are on your credit report. But when it comes to your debt to income ratios that are regulated, you know, by the government and all that, for the most part, the the banks might have a little bit to do with it, but for the most part, it's all going to be based on what the government recommendations and that kind of thing are as well. And um, so 
basically when you're you're looking at all that kind of stuff, they want to know that it's manageable. Do you have any other ongoing financial obligations, which might be something that again might throw a wrench in something? Do you have enough money saved for a down payment? Now, um, there are different programs and grants and that kind of thing out there that you might not need that much money for a down payment. And a lot of times, like I've been talking about for years on this show, is that sometimes for your down payment, it's not even as much as you would have needed to come up with for a first, last, and security deposit if you were renting a place. Do you have money saved for closing costs? Again, this is something that we can work on using other people's money to get if we, if we, um, if possibly. And so anyway, um, this is, these are just questions that you can ask yourself. Can you afford the mortgage payment as well as other expenses, including electricity, water repair and maintenance? So something really important to know. Um, that's why some people get a home warranty because the home warranty is going to cover the repairs. So that might be something that you would want to handle as well. Do you have time to take care of a house, including yards, upkeep, and repairs? Do you have time to devote to buying a home right now? Obviously, would be a good question to ask. And do you have enough money to cover moving expenses? And um, that's whether you're moving uh, as a rental or moving into your own home. You know, you're going to have moving expenses more than likely. So if you're just joining us, you're listening to News Radio WFLA Orlando. I'm your host, Laura Peterson, your home sold guaranteed realty. This is Central Florida Real Estate Radio with you every Sunday at 8 a.m. Remember, if you'd like to reach us at your home sold guaranteed realty, that you can call us at 407-566-2555. So one of the things that they talked about um, at this Um, conference that I was at, is that there are budgeting strategies that you can look at. And really, um, the the one thing that this guy was talking about, which totally makes sense, and and we all kind of think, you know, forget about, is that it does make sense to look at a budget in regards to what you're doing, um, whether you're buying a house or not, just to see where everything is going. And then you look at how much you're spending on gas, and you about have a heart attack. But, um, but basically, you know, the thing that this gentleman was saying is he was saying that, you know, he decided that he would do a budget. And when he looked at it, he was spending $600 a month at Starbucks. And uh, nothing that that's wrong with that. But, you know, if you want to buy a house, you might want to not, you you could look at, okay, if I cut my Starbucks budget in half and only spent, you know, 300 instead of 600, then you would have that 300 that you could potentially save, you know, going towards your house or going towards a vacation or something else. But controlling your spending is one way you know, to budget. Uh, The second way to budget is that it's talking about managing your debt. And so if you were actually um, able to manage your debt and and maybe, you know, pay off some credit cards and and that kind of thing, then that might be a good thing for you to do as well. And um, the other thing that it talked about on here is um, saving for your future. So, Basically, when whether you're saving for a house or saving for anything, that might be a good thing that you want to look at when it comes to budgeting. And there's all kinds of good budgeting tools and that kind of thing out there. But the the main thing is looking at it and um, looking at what basically, you know, where your money is going and what you can do with it. So that's just three real simple things that you can do in looking at that. Um, you know, these are typical 
debt to income ratio guidelines that come into effect when you're purchasing a home. Um, Most loan programs, they have 43% of your gross monthly income should go towards reoccurring debts, including your mortgage and everything like that is what you've got on that. Some lenders are capping the debt to income at 36%. So that's your gross income, you know, looking at that. And and then there are some programs that will allow you to go over um, 43%. So there are some options and that kind of thing out there, you know, for you. So um, in order to get in touch with us, you can call or text 407-566-2555. You can find us online at centralfloridarealestateradio.com. And I will see you after the break. You're listening to Central Florida Real Estate Radio with local expert and my friend Laura Peterson. And now, here's Laura. Welcome back, everybody. I'm from your home sold guaranteed realty. And to discuss the sale of your home, you can call or text 407 566 2555. That's 407 566 2555. So one of the things that um, I'm still talking um, from my seminar that I went to this week that I thought was very good and had a lot of good points that I thought it would be great to share with everybody. And one of the things that they were talking about was your credit score and how that is affected. Now, when you're getting a mortgage, your credit score is different than what it is when you might go to Credit Karma or something like that. They just use different parameters. Credit Karma and those kinds of services, they give you a pretty good idea but it might not be 100% accurate when it comes to them figuring out, you know, what it is, what their, what your credit score is for a loan. But it does give you a really good idea. And if your credit score is between 760 and 850, then your credit is considered excellent. So that's, if you've got that, congratulations, that's an excellent score. Um, and then, um, very good is between 725 and 759. Um, and the capacity used and available credit comes into play here. So what that means is that if you have a $10,000 credit card, for example, and your balance is $2,000, then that means that you have $8,000 that you're not using. And they like to see that, that you're not spending everything that you have ability on. And one people that one person that was at this um, uh, class said, hey, I've got this credit card. I've had it forever. I was thinking of closing it. I don't have a balance on it or anything like that. And they said, well, it just depends on what you want to do because it will affect your credit score. Because if you have another credit card, for example, say that one's a thousand and you've got a couple of other um, ones that are at a thousand too. If you get so now you've got a capacity of 3,000 because they're all 1,000 and they all have 1,000 ability on it. But if you get rid of that one and you have a, a little balance on the other one, you know, then that's going to cut it down your capacity and the percentage that you have available. So how what the percentage is for sure, um, we don't necessarily know, but um, that's basically, you know, what it comes down to. So I was talking about the capacity used comes into a very good credit score between 725 and 759. The um, good credit score is between 660 and 724, and you can totally still buy a house with that. And um, then a fair credit score is between 560 and 659, and poor is between 280 and 559. So there are definite 
things that you can do to improve your credit score, but you need to know what's going on with it um, in order to make things happen. And um, the factors that impact your credit are on-time payments. I talked about the capacity used and available credit is another one. Um, Length of credit history. So if you just open a credit card today, it's not going to have as much impact as some of the others. Um, The type of credit used and then past credit applications and inquiries affect it as well. So 35% of your credit score is based on payment history and you pay in on time. So that's a really big chunk right there, 35%. And then um, 30% is on total debt that you have. Uh, 15% is on length of credit history. 10% is the credit type that you have. And 10% are the... um, the credit inquiries. So if you do have a lot of people, you know, checking your credit to see, you know, what it is, um, it could temporarily affect your credit score and all of that kind of stuff. So um, basically, when it comes down to it, then you you want to look at, you know, the costs that are included in getting a loan and everything. And um, so the one-time expenses that you've, you're going to have is a down payment, your closing costs and your moving costs. So those are only going to be a one-time cost, but your reoccurring expense are going to include the mortgage itself, which is going to be the principal and interest. Um, You're going to have utility bills, including cable and internet, um, property taxes, insurance, maintenance, and upkeep of the home. So I know a lot of people, you know, are always concerned about the maintenance and the upkeep of the home. And one of the things that I found that works really well for people is some people, if you're concerned about that, is doing the home warranty because then it limits your exposure to the maintenance and the the upkeep. Um, You know, there's still things that you have to do, like you have to paint, you have to obviously cut the grass and trim the bushes and all of those kinds of things. But if something goes out like on your air conditioner or one of your appliances or the plumbing or the electricity or something, then a home warranty can come in and help with a lot of those things. And so... um, you know, it doesn't have to be as daunting as as it seems like. Now, you do need to budget for a roof. I think living in Central Florida, everybody knows that at some point in time, you're going to have to do a roof. And um, our insurance costs are pretty high because a lot of people have had the insurance pay for the roofs and that kind of stuff. So you definitely um, want to look at the roof. And, and, and so many people are definitely, before they're putting their house on the market, they're putting the new roof on just because it's tough to find insurance if the roof isn't fairly new and, um, you know, all of those things. So there's a lot of people that are putting new roofs that I've been noticing lately, you know, before their house goes on the market. But if you're just joining us, you're listening to News Radio WFLA Orlando. I'm your host, Laura Peterson, your home sold guaranteed realty. This is Central Florida Real Estate Radio with you every Sunday at 8 a.m. Remember, if you want to reach us at your home sold guaranteed realty, you can call or text 407-566-2555. That's 407-566-2555. Now, one of the things that I want to mention about property taxes is that definitely um, if you are going to be living in the home and you're a Florida resident, you do want to make sure that you get your, your property homesteaded. 
And what that's going to do is that's going to lock in the property taxes. And so they're not going to increase significantly. They can increase, I think, 1% to 3% or something like that. But it's pretty nominal compared to what they could do. I was speaking to um, earlier this week one of the um, customers that I work with all the time. And he was just telling me that he got his trim notice um, from the county telling him what the, you know, what the, the county thought his, the assessor would what the value of his home was. And he said that it went up 20%. And, um, you know, they're always a little bit behind what the market is and all of that kind of stuff. I said, well, in the last year, it hasn't really changed, but they're probably catching up. But I said, you know, aren't, don't you have your property homesteaded? And he said, yeah, I do. So he said, it's not affecting the taxes the way that the property was being appraised, but it was just affecting the amount of you know, what the county thought that the property was worth. And I said, well, I would say that that was, you know, pretty accurate and that kind of stuff. So again, it's never too late late to homestead. It's too late for 2023 to homestead, but you can go ahead and apply for the homestead right now. So you're locked in for 2024 and thereafter, because you only have to do it once. And then once it done, it's done, um, you'll know kind of where you are um, from there. Now, um, down payments, talking about that, uh, when, when you want to look at that, there are different programs and that kind of thing out there for first-time home beer, buyers. There was the Hometown Heroes. Um, that did run out of money, so there are no Hometown Heroes money available at this particular point in time. However, there are other um, grants and other programs that are available through county, so there is um, down payment assistance out there, just not hometown heroes at this point in time. So you definitely um, want to know about that. FHA loans allow as little as 3.5% down. If you're a veteran, um, you can get 100% down. There's some other programs with grants that you can get close to 100% down to. And a conventional first-time buyer can get as low as 3% too. So there's a lot of opportunities and that kind of thing out there you know, for you if that's something that you want to do. So just wanted to make sure everyone was aware on that. So um, we're closing out this segment right here. We'll have a little bit more on the next one. But in order to get in touch with us, you can call or text 407 566 you can find us online at centralfloridarealestateradio.com and we will see you after the break. You're listening to Central Florida Real Estate Radio with local expert and my friend Laura Peterson. And now, here's Laura. Welcome back, everybody. I'm from Your Home Sold Guaranteed Realty. And to discuss the sale of your home, you can call or text 407 566 2555. That's 407-566-2555. So I've been talking a lot this today on, um, you know, a, a conference that I went to this week and it was talking, um, you know, about home ownership and, and what you need to do and all of that kind of good stuff. And, um, you know, I get a lot of questions and this, this was one of the things that was covered. Basically it was talking about, uh, closing costs and what are they and how much are they and all of that kind of good stuff. And a good rule of thumb is that probably on average, I would say that closing costs are about 3%, but they can range a little little high or low. Now, the good news is, is that, um, you know, you can ask sellers to help contribute to, to your closing costs. That's allowed on all loans. For conventional loans, it's up to 3%. For um, 
uh, some of the um, government loans, like an FHA loan, it's up to 6%. On average, I would say that if sellers are giving any money towards closing costs, it generally is in that 3% range. So um, that's basically, you know, what's happening and everything out there. But um, it, they're, they're basically, there you go, well, wh what does that include? Well, um, the lender fees, first of all, there's usually an, some kind of an application fee. So they have that on there. Um, if you're going to use points to buy down the interest rate, which a lot of people are doing now, so you might, um, like I was, there, there was um, one person that I was talking to recently, and they could actually buy the rate down to 5%. Now, as you've heard on the news and stuff, it's like in the mid sixes and a little, maybe a little higher than that even. So to be able to buy the rate down permanently to 5%, that costs money. So um, you could do that with what they call points. And so for every point, which is a 1% of the loan, you know, it would take the interest rate down a certain percentage. I don't know exactly what that is, but that might be uh, part of your closing costs that you're going to have, and that would actually increase the uh, amount of the the closing costs that you might have if you do that. Origination fees, which is another lender fee that you've got, and then the lenders also have a processing fee, which could be their underwriting fee that you might hear as well. Then there are third-party vendor fees that you're going to have, and that is an appraisal fee. The uh, banks all have an appraiser go out there to evaluate the property. They're not determining the value that you're paying. They're determining how much the lender is willing to lend. And um, in this market, they're coming in pretty good. But when a market is increasing, the appraisers are always behind the eight ball because they're going on historical data. And so as a result of that, you know, in a time when the market is increasing a lot, the appraisal values are coming in lower. So it's something that we have to, you know, look at and manage and screen and all of that kind of stuff. But those fees are in the neighborhood of about $500 or so, give or take, um, quite a bit higher than the, what they used to be. Um, there's some kind of a settlement agent that's going to be involved, whether it's a title company or an attorney. There's a credit report fee. Um, you know, you might have a, a flood um, evaluation that's done. If you do a home inspection, and we always encourage everyone to do a home inspection just because you can't see behind um, in the attic necessarily and everything and what's going on. So you might want to do that. Um, a pest inspection might be required as well. A survey fee to know where the lot lines are. That's always required with a loan. Title insurance um, for the lender's policy. So when it, in Central Florida, most of the time, the seller is paying for the title insurance, the owner's policy, that they're giving you clean title. So that generally is what happens here. But then if you have a loan on the property, the lender needs to be insured as well that they're getting good, um, good title that, you know, for the loan that they're doing. So that's another fee that you pay as well when you've got that. And then, um, you know, the closing fee. And then in Florida, there are also some some taxes that we have um, that are um, the, the, there's stamps on the deed that are usually paid by the seller. And then there's stamps on the mortgage. So that's a state tax that exists out there. There's also recording fees and transfer taxes and that kind of stuff, which is what I was just talking about. And then also there's some prepaid fees that you have to do. So property insurance, when you get your, your annual um, insurance, when you 
buy insurance on the home, that generally is included in your closing costs the first year of that. And then your escrow deposits that are getting, um, when you buy a house like now, you're going to get a credit for from the seller for the amount of time that they owned the house in 2023. And that's going to go into your escrow account, but they want a little bit of a cushion. So they add um, some to that to the loan as well. And then prepaid interest. So if you're buying a house on the last day of the month, you don't have a lot of prepaid interest because they're, you know, they're not going to count it for that month, you know, but if you buy it on the first of the month, your prepaid interest is going to be a lot higher. So um, just looking at that are going to be different times that you're going to know um, about the the closing costs and, and, and what they are and how they could vary depending on the time of the month that you close. And that's probably why a lot of people close at the end of the month because they don't have to come up with as much money. But if they close the next day, they would have to pay almost a full month of interest, you know, on that loan. Now you get to skip a month um, when they do it. So if you close like um, September 1st, you don't have a payment till November 1st. So, you know, it's not really all bad, but it's just coming up with that money at that particular point in time, which might not be easy for people. So I've gone over a lot of stuff. There might be questions. If you have any questions, please feel free to, to let us know and give us a call or text or whatever you know, you'd like, and we're more than happy to, to help you out. But if you're just joining us, you're listening to News Radio WFLA Orlando. I'm your host, Laura Peterson, your home sold guaranteed realty. This is Central Florida Real Estate Radio with you every Sunday at 8 a.m. Remember, if you want to reach us at your home sold guaranteed realty, you can call 407-566-2555. That's 407-566-2555. So now comes the time in the show where I talk about um, a property that's out there. And this is something that I've, I found very interesting. It's um, actually a vacation home is what it is. And um, in this particular vacation home, the property manager is it, that, that is coming with it, if you want to do that, is that they are offering um, a 10% leaseback option. So what that means is that basically it's, um, you know, an opportunity for you to get make 10% on your money by going with this management company on what you purchase the home for. So um, it's in the reunion area is basically where it's at. And um, so it's, uh, you know, it comes with a built-in 10% return on investment. So that's pretty good. You might have a few extra costs in there because um, this is new construction. And so, you know, you would have furniture and that kind of stuff that they, um, that they have on there. But they do have some furniture packages that are available that are 50% off the regular price um, for the furniture packages. So um, in a lot of these communities, when they're doing it like that, they like everything to be consistent. It's just like a hotel. You know, when you go into a hotel, you expect room one, two, three to be the same as one, two, four. You know, maybe there are 
switched in the way that they are, but you expect the decorations and the furniture and all that stuff to be the same. So a lot of times in these programs, that's the same thing that they want to do when they're doing these, um, you know, when a particular developer is renting out all of these units, they would want to make sure that every unit was very consistent in quality and all of that kind of thing so that they're, they have the same experience for every guest. So um, they do offer furniture packages so everything is the same. You don't have to use them. You don't have to do that. But if you do, you've got that 10% ROI built in. Okay, so time's up for this week. So in order to get in touch with us, you can call 407-566-2555. You can find us online at centralfloridarealestateradio.com. And we'll see you next week. Have a great one, everybody. Bye-bye.